The Lord Jesus was the greatest traveler in history. From eternity past, He stepped into time. We have the privilege of walking with Jesus every day. Join Scott Pauley now as we continue to follow Christ's steps through the Gospel according to Mark. When I first started traveling outside of the United States and meeting Christian people, I soon discovered that in many parts of the world, the favorite way that followers of Christ refer to themselves are as believers. I like that because certainly it's a Bible word. Many times we'll ask people, are you a Christian? Are you saved? And sometimes you have to define your terms. People don't know exactly what you're talking about or they assume they know what you're talking about and they may not. Uh, but when you ask someone, are you a believer? A believer in what? A believer in whom? So let me ask you today, are you a believer? Are you a believer? And immediately you may say, oh yes, I believe in God. I believe the Bible. Well, let's go a step further. The Bible says that the devil believes and trembles. So we're not simply saying, have you believed in God, that He exists? Have you believed in Christian teachings? No, have you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ? Acts chapter 16, verse number 31. I ask you again, are you a believer? Have you totally depended your eternal destiny on the person and work of Jesus Christ? Have you just cast yourself unreservedly on Jesus? Can you honestly say today, I've believed on Christ and Christ alone for my soul's salvation? All right, you say, yes, I've, I've done that. Well, let me ask you again, then are you a believer? And someone says, what do you mean, preacher? Well, the Bible says the just shall live by faith. In other words, we don't just come to God by faith in Christ. It is a faith life. Did you know it's possible to be an unbelieving believer? Now, that may sound strange to you, but I'm going to show it to you in Scripture in just a moment. It's possible to be a believer, someone who knows Christ, who's put their faith in Christ, but you are not at this moment living actively by faith every day. You may be the most dedicated member of your church, and yet there's some area of your life right now that you're not trusting God for. There's something you're trying to fix on your own or something you're refusing to, to release to the Lord's control. I ask you again, are you a believer? In Mark chapter 16, Jesus has risen from the dead and He sent a message to the disciples that He's risen. Wouldn't you think they'd be excited, expecting it, thrilled? Mark 16 verse 11 says, And they, when they had heard that He was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. That's the last thing you expect to see, isn't it? Verse 12 says, After that he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it unto the residue. Neither believed they them. Afterward he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and abraded them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. Let me ask you a question. How many times does God have to prove Himself to us before we believe Him? How many times does the Lord have to speak to us before we're willing to trust Him? We claim to be believers, but I wonder, are we really living the life of faith today? There's several things you learn from this passage in Mark 16. One is that there are only two groups of people in the world. The only two groups of people in the world are believers and unbelievers. As a matter of fact, he goes on in verse 15 to say, and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. There's only two groups, those who believe 
and those who believe not. So, which group are you in? Are you a believer or an unbeliever? He said the same thing in John chapter 3. We love to quote verse 16, but listen to verses 17 and 18. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So there are only two groups of people on earth today. Those who've believed on the Lord Jesus and those who've not believed on the Lord Jesus. We must begin by placing our faith in Christ as our personal Savior. Secondly, we learn from this passage that not only are there only two groups of people in the world, believers and unbelievers, that there are also two types of believers. There are those who are living actively by faith, moment by moment, and there are those who want to live by sight. You know, we love to live by sight, don't we? By what we can understand and reason and logic and perceive, what our senses tell us. The Bible even points out in verse number 14 that there are some who had seen Him. Yet these disciples had been called on to believe on the risen Christ without seeing Him as of yet. Sight is fine, but faith is better. As a matter of fact, Jesus said something much like that to Thomas. In John chapter 20, verse number 29, He said, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. The greatest blessings in life are always connected to faith. Sight is a blessing, but faith brings a blessing. It brings a double blessing because God honors faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse number 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Psalm 27 verse 13, the psalmist said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We want to see so we can believe. God says you've got to believe so you can see. Maybe right now you're living in circumstances that are less than desirable and everything that you see around you and every one that you see around you has disappointed you. Well, look to Jesus through the eyes of faith and be willing to believe on the Lord Jesus right where you are today. You say, I trusted Him as my Savior years ago. Well, then you can trust Him today. If you trusted Him then, you can trust Him now. If you can trust Him to forgive your sin... You can trust Him to deal with that situation. If you can trust Him to deliver you from hell, you can trust Him to deliver you from whatever struggle you have today. You must learn and I must learn that the Christian life is a faith walk and that every step must be taken not by sight but by faith. These disciples, they would have their own sight soon enough, but for now they were called on to believe on the word of another. Doesn't that sound like the world we're living in today? Soon our faith will become sight. Soon we will see Him as He is. Soon we will be with the Lord Jesus face to face. Oh, isn't that going to be a good day? But until then, until then we've been called on to believe on Him and place our faith in Him on the word of another. Our faith is rooted in the Word of God. Our faith is based and built on Scripture. And so many believers live their daily life in unbelief my dear friend, refuse today to live in unbelief any longer. We learn in this passage that there are two groups of people in the world, believers and unbelievers. We learn that there are two types of believers. There are those who want to live by sight every day and those who know they must continue living by faith every day. We also learn in this passage that there are sadly two consequences for unbelief. Listen to verse 14 again. The Bible says, Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and abraded them with their unbelief 
and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen Him after He was risen. The first great consequence for our unbelief is our own heart gets harder. Did you know that every time you refuse to trust, every time you refuse to believe the Lord, every time you refuse to walk by faith, your heart gets a little harder. And every time you choose to trust, to walk by faith, to believe God's Word, to lay hold on the promises of God, your heart gets a little softer. If you want to be tender towards God and near God, wide open to see God at work, then you must live by faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. That's what the Bible says. The Bible also says, This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. You can't live in victory apart from faith. So the first consequence of unbelief is our own heart gets harder. The second part of this is that God is grieved. The Bible says Jesus abraded them. He literally scolded them. It grieved Him that they would not believe Him. I wonder today if we're grieving Jesus. I wonder if the Lord weeps over our unbelief. In Mark chapter 6, in the same record, you'll remember Jesus had to leave His own hometown. He could do no mighty works there because of their unbelief. The one thing that limits the work of God is our unbelief. Oh, don't miss what God has for you today. Don't miss what God has for your family. Don't miss what God has for your church because of your unbelief. The power of God is released only as we trust the Lord. Do not be an unbelieving believer. Have faith in God. It has been a privilege to study the Scriptures with you. If you do not know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, it is our prayer that you will call on Him now in faith. He wants to be your constant companion. For more information on knowing Christ or walking with Him, visit us online at scottpauley.org. May the Lord help you to enjoy the journey today.